every position I got a diamond at. But if I'm not getting a Mushu, you ain't getting a Jeremy. <laughs> what? I feel like a young no one. Write to us. We're very friendly. Much love. Welcome to a brand new episode of Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy, episode number 47. We are so glad to have you guys back. We are all set, ready to go, Mr. Jerome. 47? Uh, yeah, 47. I think it's 48. Is it 48? I thought I switched it, but... I think it might be 48. We are at 48, Maddie. We have done almost half a hundred. Okay, well, there you go. Well, there's your intro to Jer- Jeremy. How's Jeremy doing today? He's doing great. It's 48. Jeremy is doing phenomenal at 48. <laughs> So, Maddie, to kick off today's episode, I have a random question for you. Let's do it. Related to the NBA. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you five players. It's a team. You just tell me which team is better. Okay, okay. Which team simple. is better? That's all I'm doing. Yeah. I'm it's just doing. a simple of, of what team is better. Remember, simple things for me. Got it. Simple. Nice and simple. So, <laughs> you're, um, I'm going to start off with your point guard. Okay. Is going to be Markel Fultz. Who unfortunately right. actually tore an ACL this year. Okay. Uh, okay. Your two guard is Anthony Edwards. Okay. The number one pick, right? Yes. Yeah. Your three guard is going to be Ben Simmons. Okay. He's my small. Okay. Your four will be Zion. Okay. I like and that. And your five that is going to be DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton. Okay. 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 Let me give you the other team. At the one. You're going to have Lonzo Ball. Okay. Two, John Morant. Okay. At the three, my guy, Brandon Ingram. All right. Yes, that is your at, guy. At four, Marvin Bagley. And okay. at five, James Wiseman. Which team is the team for you? He, I really uh, – that's, that's okay. Close one. I think I'm going to go with your second team. The one that has your that has bi in it, John Morant. Um, mm-hmm. I like that collection of players a little better than I do the other one. I'm assuming we're thinking the other one is healthy, right? Because unfortunately, yeah. I'm just to say, both teams this, are healthy. Both teams as are healthy, healthy as can be. So, like, let's just say the Markel Fultz and Lonzo Ball point guard battle. I don't think either of them has separated enough to say that they're you know better than the other. They've obviously proven that they're unfortunately. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but. Uh, Injury prone, very injury mm-hmm. prone for both of them. Um, so that one's kind of a wash. That one doesn't really do it. Uh, it was John Morant. Who was the other one? If you can remind me again, I'm sorry. John Morant, your two guard on the other team is Anthony Edwards. Yeah, see, Anthony Edwards just hasn't had enough. I think Anthony Edwards has a lot of potential. He's a big body. Uh, but John Morant is doing it so far. Uh, I think last year he averaged about 18 points a game. This year he's averaging short sample size, but he's averaging 27, I think, or 26. So 26-6 and like three or something like that. So John Moran's more of a proven guy. So I go with mm-hmm. Jaw. We talked about Brandon Ingram. We, what we know, what, what we think. The what stud we hope he that he be. is. The stud that he is. I like him. Marvin Bagley is just a nice, solid player. And the last one for my team, from that team, would it be? Your last ones were James Wiseman for mm-hmm. the BI's team and DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, see, James Wiseman, I actually watched him play when they played the Lakers. And that guy's got a nice little touch. He got a nice little He's, he's, he's got lefty. it. He's pretty yeah, good. Okay. He's he's pretty good. Um, Aiden is a little more old school to me, but he is also good as well. So maybe Aiden's a little better, but I think Wiseman's going to be a good player. So I'm going to take that second team. So did you figure out what I gave you right now? Um, you gave me the last two years, three years of lottery picks. I gave you the past five years, first pick and second pick. Oh, okay, okay. All because right, cool. I what I what the thing was is I was watch I've been watching the games and kind of following everything that's going on. Uh-huh. And to me, I feel like so many teams missed out on their number one pick. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I'll, I'll that. because I was doing that, I was just like I was like, wait, if I go back, which players are actually better between the one and the two? Because on all of these that I gave you, they were supposedly all surefire first round number that's one true. picks. Yeah, they were. They were. Compared to the number two who for most of them, were not even close. Like they weren't in the realm of like 
that guy could go one. Yeah. No, it's like this guy is one. All these other guys are two, three, four, five. Got it. Got it. No, no, so I, I just I, thought it'd be funny to kind of go through it and look at what's actually been missed with these number one picks. Fair enough. Because I'm looking at the number one picks right now. Best guy on the list to me is Ben Simmons, a guy that can't even shoot in the NBA. Yeah, true. True. I, I totally forgot you even mentioned Ben Simmons. That's but still. Uh, you see, you didn't even compare Ben Simmons to Brandon Ingram. Remember how much of a discrepancy it was at first? Where like, yeah, there was no way Brandon Ingram should have been two or should have been one. Blah 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 blah. Yep. Yep. yep Looking yep. back on it, do you think the Sixers would be better had they drafted Ingram, or any of these teams would have been better had they drafted the second pick instead of the first pick? Yeah, I said definitely. Some of them definitely would have. Um, I mean. And you did mention Zion and Jaw. I know both of them, I think, are pretty good, and they're going to be really good. They're playing well. Both of them are playing well. But who's to say that maybe a team might need John Morant more than they need Zion at this point? Mm-hmm. Um, so you definitely have a point. Brandon Ingram has been really good. Um, so, you know, it happens. It happens. I just thought it was funny because it bothered me. I was looking back at my like, <laughs> you guys could have had so many other players. Like, I look at the DeAndre Ayton one. Yeah. Who has not hit his potential at all, right? Uh-huh. He was supposed to be. And do you know who was after Marvin Bagley? I think it's Luca, right? Luca Doncic. Right. Luka Doncic. Probably should have been the number one pick. For sure. Another guy, that, another that's, guy that's, that's, that's after him, Trey Young. I feel yeah, like yeah. the Suns would have gotten either one of them. Don't matter who. You probably, your franchise is where it should be a lot sooner than where it is right now. Yeah, Having to go get Chris that's Paul and different avenues that they've taken mm-hmm. even if you look at the kings who took marvin bagley second yeah luka Doncic up in sacramento how much better do you think they are oh they're tons tons million times better now i understand trey young not going there because they already had De'Aaron fox and buddy yep. buddy so it probably doesn't make sense for him but i look point. at the luka one and i'm like you may you guys may have missed out here however i can understand the idea of hey i got my two guards give me my big ready yeah, sure. I get that. I get that. That that's probably what their thinking was, and they didn't probably want to go to Luca yet. They're like, oh, we have another guy who's kind of maybe similar shooter in Bogdanovich at the time, mm-hmm. and now he's no longer there either. So, I feel like it was a lose lose for them. It, it would definitely, but was. It definitely. I just was. wanted to bring that up and bring that to light and say, I think I need to be a GM already. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because that will tie in later to our big, big story of the day, which obviously I'm pretty sure people know already, but we'll refresh their memory when we get there. Uh, hint, hint, James Harden got traded. I'll just go ahead and say that hint. Uh, but once we get there, let's since that is the nice meat of the day and that's probably the biggest news of today's whole sports world, let's go ahead and say that best for last and let's go really, really quick recap of what has happened in the MLB because that's what we kind of left off with you guys last episode now really short we were talking about where do we see some of these uh relievers ending up right and one of the bigger names was liam hendrix well over this, this time guy. he found a home and this guy which is jeremy pointing at himself if you guess correctly i think i believe i'm the one who said i think i said blue jays or something i feel like that would be it and you went with the team that has given him a lot of luck not luck but has he has put his face in this team and his team has so far come through and that is the white Sox, a three-year 54 million dollar deal for who many people and also mlb the shredder which is a show they do they kind of do with a top 10 and they do all the numbers the shredder say that is the best relief pitcher in the game at this very moment and that's mr liam Hendricks, formerly of the oakland athletics now of the chicago white Sox. are you happy sir with this move yes yes um fun fact before i tell you my opinion on it Mm-hmm. You know his contract is the only contract where in those three years he's only technically guaranteed like thirty six million. Really? But he so he's supposed to get thirty six million. However, he is guaranteed fifty four million. If that makes sense to you. Okay. So okay. It's actually a four year deal with a club right. option for that last year. Got it. Now, if they want to take him on, fifty million dollars. If they don't want to take him on, fifteen million dollars. So mm-hmm. it's actually a four-year deal worth that much, but it's the only time where you guaranteed more money than you should be actually making within those three years. Interesting. I just thought that part was funny. That's interesting. Okay. Huh? So it's definitely um, not something we heard before. Yeah, definitely not. However, this move is the move I told you that I think the White Sox needed to make in order to take mm-hmm. that next jump. Where I know it's next on the docket, 
But this move is in what's the word I'm looking for? This move is made because of the other trade. Francisco okay. Lindor and uh, Carlos Carrasco leaving the NL, uh, NL, AL Central wide open, right? Yep. Before we were already talking about White Sox are competing. This yep. is their division now. I agree. I to agree. me, this is this is theirs to lose. They should be the front runners all the way here. And uh, this move definitely complements that and says, hey, we're all in right now. They're going all in. Yes, yes, it definitely does. And, of course, the move that you are talking about, uh, which I put on the docket here with a little, a little tongue-in-cheek because, obviously, it's the biggest one. But biggest trade since Mookie Betts. That was only a year ago. Uh, Lindor and Carlos Carrasco, like you said, are leaving the Cleveland Indians, finding a new home with the New York Mets. New York Mets with the new owner, making some big splashes. Uh, what's going back to Cleveland, Ahmed Rosario is a major, the major league ready player who played shortstop for the Mets and a, yeah. and a couple of prospects. So and, uh, Cleveland I think is it's trying... Andres Jimenez. Yeah, and then um, he's supposed I... to be the main guy. It's not yeah, even the Rosario. Shortstop, right? Yeah, it's him. <coughs> he's the, the shortstop of the future. And then I think Rosario is right? kind of burnt out. Yeah, so maybe a new home for him. But you know, ma- mainly what we're seeing here is Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland trying to get something for nothing because they know rather than get nothing. Sign for him, and then maybe even Carrasco. Maybe they also think they're not going to get much from him because he's probably going to leave. I don't know about that one, but um, the Mets. Well, you take a risk, right? Yeah, that's true. You like, take if a you risk. hold on to them and you say, "All right, deadline, they got to be moved." Yep. What if something dumb happens throughout the yeah. season? A bad hamstring. Yeah. Broken finger. Just something dumb happens to Lindor or Carrasco. They're gone. There, there's no trade value, yeah. right? True. Like, why True. Why am I offering you something? This guy's going. Now you have zero chance of getting anything. So, for them getting the two pieces, uh, the pitcher, I can't even remember his name right now, and uh, he meant it, the shortstop, that's the key. That they got yeah. something that may come to fruition one day. Yeah. Um, but the biggest news with the Mets is not the Lindor trade to me or the Carrasco trade. It is Steve Cohen saying the black jerseys are coming back. And I love black it. Black jerseys? You, do you know which ones I'm talking about? Which, which the one? old David Wright. Really? They're going to bring those jersey. back? Yes, it was the black with the blue Mets or orange Mets. I think they rotated them. But gotcha. that jersey is one of my all-time favorites of the Mets, and I'm so happy that he wants them <laughs> back. <laughs> well, he seems to, to – you know, well, he's a fan, so that's a good thing about him. That, so. I think he's going to have, a, like, a Cuban effect. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he's just a fan crazy, of baseball but... and just wants to win, right? And that's Cuban yeah. to me. That's good. And he's going to do what he has to do to kind of compete. And sometimes it's going to work out. Sometimes it's not. But MLB needs this refreshing, like, juice, this water to them. Yes. Because they have gotten so stale with their previous owners. Um, I talked about it on the on one of the last episodes where I said people in Pittsburgh don't deserve to constantly have a mediocre team, right? Mm-hmm. It's not fair to them to never try to go out and compete. We saw it with the Josh Bell trade. They just don't care, right? At that point, it's a business. Yes. I think you need to understand that there's a business side of it, but there's a fandom side to it. And you look here in L.A. with Kasten and his group of guys, I think at the end of the day, not only do they want to win, but they're fans of baseball. They want to see good baseball. Yes. No, no. There's not just about money to them. If it was just money, Mookie Betts wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Cody Bellinger and Corey Seager would be long gone already to me. Because yeah, it'd be no, time to move them. No, you're right. And I think we need that. In baseball, we need some energy. We need some, I don't know. They just need to spruce it up a little bit. Too stale right now. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. I think this movement's going to cause, hopefully, a lot more talk. And it's uh, such a big star like Francisco Lindor, who's going to be heading that New York market now. The other New York market, which is going to be really good for them. That's, uh, that's a big part, too. Um, mm-hmm. New York finally has competition again. Yeah, uh, you know we always talk about L.A. and New York, and basketball. It's Boston too, right? Yeah, it's the Knicks, the Lakers, and the Celtics, right? I think in baseball you have New York, both teams. You have the Dodgers and probably the Red Sox or the Cubs. If those teams are good, baseball's good. Yeah, no, you're and you're, you're right. By having New York have some competitive teams, it kind of I, I don't like, the word I keep going to is refreshing. Mm-hmm. Because you keep adding something to it that makes it more interesting, especially in a time where baseball is just not as exciting. Yeah, You and I love baseball the way it is. But to the average fan, it's not as exciting because you're seeing too many bad teams against 
premier teams. Got it. Yeah. It's like yeah. freaking La Liga, Real Madrid playing <laughs> yeah. Real Betis every weekend. Yeah, you're right. No, I get you. I get you. But like we said, the world of baseball is happy for it. We're happy for it. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be great competition. Um, we do, I'm not sure if we agree. I mean, we can come to a consensus later when more things are finished. We still have, we're still waiting on DJ Mayhew, George Springer, mm-hmm. uh, Justin Turner. So there's still a lot of news to be wait and see where guys land before we say, Hey, are the Mets, you know, we, we do agree. Pitching's good. Now they have a new shortstop. They're definitely better, but we have to wait and see where other things land because they are in talks with like George Springer, like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dodgers are still thinking about Justin Turner, DJ LeMayhew. The Phillies are still wondering if they're going to get JT Realmuto back. Yeah. So there are still things that are happening. So There's before still a lot we, of question marks. We, yeah, before we jump on the, oh, are they going to be good right? Let's hold off on that because I think there are, we still have until yeah. February at least, right, to kind of uh-huh. figure out where guys are going to go. And once we figure that out, then we can give you a better answer for all the listeners and for us to, to see where we stand. Uh, one thing I did want to mention is that we have two new signings. Um, I know I mentioned a couple. We mentioned a couple last episode, but some of some to note. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, who we mentioned, is now a national. It was a one-year deal. I believe you said it's around the $10 million range, so nice and cheap. Um, he did not have a great season like we did, like we talked about last year. Not a lot of guys did. That's, I think it's like a broken mm-hmm. record that we mentioned that. Not a lot of guys did, but he is now – with Juan Soto in that outfield, who knows? Maybe he can run into something, get a bigger deal, play play well, protect them. We'll see. Um, the last one that I want to know is just because it's a former Dodger. Uh, maybe not a popular Dodger for <laughs> some reasons. Uh, I understand that he did do some things or have some mistakes on the field where people were mad at him. I do believe some of it was a little too harsh. I do, I do think that he was a valuable member of helping us get through a lot of innings in the bullpen, and that's Pedro Baez. But the problem is – The problem he went, is he went to Houston, man. That's yeah, the that's the problem. problem. That's the problem. Um, you don't care that he, you know, did all that stuff. We understand it's a business. Get your money. Get paid. Yeah, that's what but, I was going to say. Right? The money hasn't come out. Uh, my assumption is he probably got decent money, more money yeah, than two years. Offering. two years. It's two-year guaranteed contract. I believe he's 32 years old. Am mm-hmm. I right? Yes, yes. 32 yes. years old, two more years. Um, I think it's a good move for him. Just going to the Astros kind of stings a little bit. However yeah. – my assumption is there's a, a nice chunk of change that's going to grow with it. And at the end of the day, you got to support the family, right? You got to put away some of your Exactly. Own. I agree. I think last year he made about four – well, maybe not last year. I don't year. even think it was four, dude. Let's, last year, let's just say, I think he made like four million. Maybe 2019 it was or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, so who knows? Maybe it's a two-year deal. Let's just say we can speculate. Maybe it was like six years. Six. I mean, sorry, six years. Six million. Twelve million for two years. Your middle it, reliever, a, yeah, you're a middle reliever. That's not even you're thirty. A high you're, end close you're, guy. you're thirty-two. You're not the high exactly. You're not the high end. You you've had some consistency, a track record of being successful. Maybe some moments you weren't, but overall, you can't. Argue he's been a solid career. overall, man. He's been solid. He's been solid. To he me, had a, you just couldn't put him on with runners on. I agree if with you. You put him in with a clean any. I have all the confidence in the world in you. Yeah. with you. It's <laughs> just a runner on. Did it seem something like? Hanged up no. a little bit. You're right. Yeah, I tied, tied it up a little bit. Um, 2018 was the year that I thought he was great against the Red mm-hmm. Sox at World Series. I thought he's the only guy that I was like, I honestly, that's the only guy I want out there right now because he's the only one I trust. Um, yeah, yeah. But then things happened. But like we said, 2014 to 2020 of being part of the bullpen of, you know, having, I don't think he ever had an ERA higher than like 3.6, 3.8. So that's pretty good. You that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, good for him. He got he got his money. Unfortunately, it's with the Astros, but at the same time, we totally understand. You got to get paid. Um, he didn't pitch against the Astros either, so that he was left off the roster in 2017 for the World Series. So that could be also a reason why maybe that didn't go into It doesn't the affect them. Right? Not only that, you look at the team. A lot of those guys aren't there anymore. Other, yeah. You have about two guys, right, or three guys I could think of. Verlander, Altuve, and Bregman. Oh, you have that schmuck too, Correa. So you have four yeah. guys. Um, so to me, it's not the worst thing in the world. I have a question for you yes. off of Pedro Baez. Uh, reports are out right now. Benintendi is gone. He should, he is expected to be traded. Interesting. Who okay. do you see going out and getting a Benintendi type player? That's a good, that's a good, um, that's a good question. I haven't even thought about it. Um, interesting. Um, okay. Man, you kind of got It's a tough me. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a tough um, one. I'm trying to think of where he works and what he is. 
tough to say exactly what kind of player he is. Is he 270, 20 home runs guy, decent defense, or is he 250, 15 home runs, not yeah, much going on? I, yeah, I, it's no. hard to tell. He hasn't, like, surpassed what he was supposed to be. Remember, he had some good runs. Where yeah. He was, like, one of the best and then kind of fell down. He was part of the Killer Bees. Yeah. Um, um, his I, 20, where his, do you see him? I heard Pittsburgh. I've been seeing a lot of Pittsburgh. Um, I just looked it up really quick, and I just wanted to see his numbers, basically, is what I did it for. 2018, 290, 16 home runs, 87 RBIs. Seems like that's a solid player right there. I think he plays pretty good defense. 2019 kind of took a step down, 266, 13 home runs, 68 RBIs, 72 mm-hmm. runs. He could have been hurt as well. Last year, I don't know what happened, 103. He's bad, and then injuries. One RBI and then injuries. So he's 26 years old. Um, I, I Like you said, you said Pittsburgh. I don't know where Pittsburgh is. I, I don't understand it either. That's uh, just what just, I read. You, you just traded Josh Bell, and Josh Bell's 27. And you're going to mm-hmm. trade for a guy who's 26, and you want to – you're trying to say, is that who you want to build around? I don't know. That's yeah. what they're Something thinking. to me that I think could work is the Cubs. What do you think of that? Um, the Cubs is not bad. I was thinking actually two other teams and they actually face each other in the playoffs. And that's either the, um, well, you just said the Cubs, right? I'm sorry. Yeah, I said the Cubs. Uh, said the two Cubs. different teams. It's a team that the Cubs face, which is the Marlins. Mm-hmm. And another Marlins team... are out. Okay. Before so the Marlins, Marlins are out. Marlins are out. But Marlins would make sense for me because I think you add them with Starling Marte. He's young. I think, you know, a lot of young, fresh face, mm-hmm. fresh Marlins. Um, but the other team that I was thinking, and I don't know why it just escaped my mind, of course, uh, the Braves. I don't know, something about the Braves. Um, he feels like the Nick Marcakis type. Nick Marcakis yeah. is going to leave. Marcel Zuna is – they don't know about Up him. Up in the air because they, no they, they, So they have an open game. spot there, and I think Benintendi will add a nice uh, different style to their back because um, – is Ender still there? Ender Inciarte? Was he, he was just hurt last year, right? Is that the reason why he didn't play? <sighs> I think he kind of just lost his job, to be honest. He he may been, oh, remember he played in the DS, no, the CS, and got hurt right away. And then they moved. What's his name? Didn't they? And then they put no, that shape. was no, that, that was the other guy. That was the, oh, that was Duval. That was Duval. <laughs> that was Duval. But you uh, get. But I did hear <clears throat> that they're not trying to field third base. The Braves, they're trying to field field uh, left field. So I think that's a good that's a good spot on one right there. He be is one better guy to there, me. He, better yeah, he's than yeah, he's a guy who's younger. Um, if he can at least, let's say, get in the middle of 2019, 2018 season. So instead of 290 or 266, maybe he's 275. Instead of maybe he's like 16 home runs. Maybe he's like 70 RBIs. That's a decent guy to have somewhere, you know, batting mm-hmm. second, batting six. Um, good defense. Watch some dumb crap happen. He goes to the Angels because the Angels just love to do these kind of things. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, if he They're plays right. like he did at two, 2018 season, I mean, it's, it's a solid player. It's not the best player. He's a nice player to add to something that you're doing. No, I agree. I think he, he's a decent player. Uh, just like I said earlier, it's tough to know exactly what he is and who he is. Yes. Um, but other than that, I think whoever picks him up should be, shouldn't be so taxing player-wise to get him, uh-huh. in my opinion. It shouldn't be too difficult. Uh, I don't think, I don't think so either. Come up with a good deal that works for both sides. Yeah, they'll move on from there. His price tag is the only reason why there'll be any like a little higher price tag is only because of age and of mm-hmm. obviously how much years of control you have. That's the only reason his price tag is going to be a little more higher than what we see because ability wise, he is good. He's shown it, but unfortunately, it's been trending downward for him. Yeah. And well, more for the Red Sox to get some value back. It's been trending down. The upside is still 20, only 26. I'm pretty sure he's still control for a little bit. So you're right in the middle. It's kind of like the. It's not a guy who has not done it before. He's done it. He's a World Series champion as well. Mm-hmm. So you're like, hey, this guy has done it before. You're getting a young guy, a lot of control. What can we do from here? Yeah, we'll no, I who, agree. We'll just see who budges. Uh, last one for the uh, baseball before what we hit you the, more? For the big news. Um, the Dodgers are still discussing D, <laughs> DJ LeMayhew, uh, Justin yeah. Turner. There's been reports now that they are talking or interested. Um, also depends on the whole DH situation, but Marcelo Zuna. Now, Marcel Zuno, I didn't even put him in the Dodgers, you know, mindset because we he doesn't think, fit the Dodgers. We still, we still don't think there's, you know, a DH going to happen. But if there was a DH and Marcel Zuna is available, um, would you be interested in having him or were you, are you more of a pass on him? Uh, you know, he uh, he's another guy that's 
he's had like what three, four good years, but he's yeah. also had like three bad years. Yeah, he's been yeah. So he's power or nothing. Um, if there is a DH though, it makes it hard for me to not sign Justin Turner to a longer deal. Yeah, now, I'm not okay. saying give him the four Fair years, enough. but it makes sense to give him that three. Maybe I can push three years because now he has a DH spot to land in. True. Um, going out and getting him would replace Jock completely. He's a right-handed Jock to me. Just high, he can he can he has the ability to hit for higher average. Yeah, just to know. give you a little sense of just his numbers, I'll give you uh, since 2015 because that is the last time he hit below 20. Well, we won't count 2020 because he hit 18, but he was well on his way. Mm-hmm. If we do a full season, that's hitting almost like 40 home runs. Uh, so 2015 was the last time he hit under 20 home runs. To I don't even runs. think he played that much in the major leagues that year. Yeah, 20. So yeah, 2015. Uh, his full season was 2014. So 23 home runs. Then 2015 came around, only had 10 home runs. But then, not bad. Uh, 23 home runs, 37, 23, 29, and of course 18 from this last 2020 mm-hmm. COVID season. Uh, career 277 hitter, um, 266, 312, 280, 241, 338. Um, his he can hit, man. He can hit. He can't defend he, to save his life, but he can hit. That, that is a problem. He cannot defend. So if it is a DH option, it's a nice option to have. Like, I, like yeah. let's say, hey, we have a DH and we signed him as a DH. I would not be upset at all. Um, but I'm also the, with you. If the DH does open up, that does incline me or incline Dodger fans to say, hey, why not bring back Justin Turner? Mm-hmm. You know, reliable uh, before, right? So the thing with Marcel Azuna though is that the money with him is a lot more than it would be for a Justin Turner, than mm-hmm. it would be for a DJ LeMayhew, that it would be to go out and acquire uh, Chris Bryant or yes. Daniel Suarez. So that's the only thing that matters to me with him. Don't forget, he's also a younger guy, so he's gonna want the years. Are you willing to pay the money and the years? Premier exactly. bat. He's a premier bat. I'm gonna go. Yeah. So by doing that you're kind of handcuffing yourself in, in my opinion when it comes to Walker Bueller, Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger. Fair. Those fair, guys yes. are my are my my priority list are one just put them in line, just one. Yes. All three yes. of them are one. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the SWAT not Suarez, the Bryant deal the most <clears throat> to me if I have to lose um Justin Turner. Doesn't work out, wash my hands and I'm done. It works yeah. out. You think you probably helped me win another championship. You're free to go. Fair. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. I just, you know, I the name came up. So I the name though is a big name. The name is a big name, and I think I'm, it's a good option. I'm with you though. I don't think it's priority. I just think it's just an avenue that you need to check in on, Explore. but maybe just not pursue. Call. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? How's the kids? How's the family type thing? Yeah, I agree. Um I just I've seen so much uh report. I think John Rossi was it and Rosenthal. I think it was both of them. That kind of stated that, as if Turner says I'm out, they're on the call, they're on the phone right away with um, the Red Sox and the and the, the Red Sox, the Reds, and the Cubs. That yeah. they want those guys as the replacement, and I don't think they're going to take no for an answer. Fair, fair. Well, we'll see. Again, we got yeah, to wait. We have. There was a report saying that Bryant could have been traded over the weekend. I was like, come on, fingers crossed. Make the move yeah. already. Make the move. That way, even if he doesn't come here to the Dodgers, I just want to see him moved. I want to yeah. see him go flourish somewhere. Fair. I'll find out what the freaking Yankees or something like that. Well, we'll find out. I think this weekend we might see some movement, I think. The I Mets, have, I think we're in on him too. I have a feeling this week we'll see some movement. Um, but anyways. Uh, speaking that of concludes. movement, though. Yeah, speaking <laughs> – thank you. Speaking of movement, uh, the biggest movement of, of the NBA for – in-season trade, would you consider this the biggest one so far that I can think of? Probably, right? Uh, the mellow one was pretty big. Mellow one was pretty – yeah, mellow one was pretty big. You're right. And that was a while back, though, already. There's been a while. It's probably been like 10 years. Um, but, of course. Recently. There's been one recent. Uh, who was the last one to ask for a trade? Um, um, Kyrie was a blockbuster. Yeah, but Kyrie was before the season, right? Before the season. Yeah. Um Trying to think of another big one. Maybe, oh, the Marcus Cousins. I was gonna say. I was gonna say Boogie, right? I think Sacramento Kings when they Boogie's send probably him. like one of the last big ones, or Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's a pretty to the Seventy Sixers, although that was kind of a weird whole. Saga. I don't yeah. understand the saga. That but was a anyways, weird saga. The reason we're talking about this, um, the Rockets, the before uh, the James Harden, De- Mike D'Antoni, Chris Paul led Rockets. But then wait, never mind. Uh, the James Harden, D'Antoni, uh, Russell Westbrook. Wait a minute. Let me take nope. that back. 
the Steve Silas, James Harden. Again, I had to John Wall. It. And John Wall, thank you for writing that one. That one is gone too. Um, now we have Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodonius Crux. I don't know how to say his name. I'm sorry. Three Brooklyn first round picks. Uh, basically. Uh, <laughs> I just saw something that made me laugh. What? Um, it's a Houston Rockets Twitter posted yeah. photos of the guys like together. Uh-huh. The, the team together is like building chemistry. <laughs> well, they're gonna, they're gonna have to because they got a lot of new guys, like we just well, said. It doesn't even have the new guys, it's the old guys. I think it's because James Harden last night kind of said, like, we don't have the talent, we don't have the chemistry, we don't have this and that. We're not good enough. I don't think it's oh my gosh, they just, I'm sorry, it made me bust up because that's pretty it. funny. Um, um, but like, uh, sorry, you were alluding to it, what you were yes. alluding to. Victor Lodipo, Dante Exum, Rodonius Curix are the three players that are now Rockets. Yeah. Uh, three Brooklyn first rounders, which will be the 22nd, the 24th, and the 26th. Oh, it was three. It is three. When, well, now when I say the 26th, I'm sorry. Let me just make sure it's not the picks. Year 22 to 2022. Year 2024. Year 2026. Yeah. And the reason those are important is because uh, there's another one that they get, and they're getting all the odd numbers. Um <laughs> so I know it's confusing. Uh, just to do the players, the Nets, of course, James Harden. James Harden now with uh, Mr. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving if he wants to play again. I don't know if he wants uh, to. Uh, <laughs> he needs to retire like Stephen A. said. Yeah, uh, the Pacers, because the Pacers were included on this deal. It was a, in the latter they, part. They came up. Technically, they're, they're all mixing up. Now they get a second rounder, and they get Karis LeVert. Now the problem, the reason why we say he thinks he came up, and I would tend to agree with him, Oladipo was is a good player, but he's coming off of uh, a pretty major injury. Um, it looks like he's coming back to shape, but he's not there yet. But Karis LeVert, I think, is a little younger, and he's shown some signs of of. Uh, he could be a one good. over there. No, he could be pretty good. And you put him now with Mr. Malcolm Brogdon. That's a nice yeah, backcourt. Yeah, and Sabonis, Sabonis, Miles Turner. Team, young team to come up. Hopefully, Indiana. Indiana, pretty smart. Always doing something. Um, the Cavs. Jared Allen and Tarion Prince. Yeah. Uh, and a first we'll, rounder. And the first rounder, which of course we didn't talk about. It's or a, did they get rid of a first round? Uh, no, they got rid of a first round. I'm sorry. Yeah. So um, for uh, Brooklyn is basically losing seven picks, just to make sure that we all understand this 22nd, 24, 26. They're also losing. And then the first round swaps 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th. Oh, it's quite confusing. There's a lot of things going on. All you guys that need, need to know is that. The Rockets have three new players. The Nets have James Harden. The Pacers have Karis LeVert. And the Cavs have Jared Allen, Torian Prince. Are they gonna? Are the Cavs better? They've got maybe a starting center now. Which they already have one. Who's who's who? Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. So now you have another competition backup, and that also opens the door for someone else who I think, my opinion, may be reunited again with the Los Angeles Lakers because I don't think he's gonna have a lot of playing time over there which is uh, JaVale, um, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, uh, so let's break down each team. Can we break down each team and let's do it? Yes. What, what we think happened. Yes. So we, I'm going to start off – I want to start with the Pacers because, to me, this is pretty intriguing. Okay. Pacers are already a middle-of-the-road team. Brogdon's been playing out of his mind. Uh, he's getting me a crap load of fantasy points, and I love it. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Um, them getting rid of Oladipo, who's on a one-year contract. Mm-hmm has health issues now with the legs. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think he's had some mental issues. You think he's saying that, hey, can I come play with you? Remember, the reports came out before the season started. You would go out to other stars and say, hey, can I come play with you type thing? Remember that? Yeah. So I look at that, and I think they kind of got rid of a problem, and now they got a true scorer. Malcolm Brogdon, as great of a talent he is, not a scorer. No, he's not a scorer. He's, he's a, I, he's, I could do it all around. Type yes, of guy. exactly. I was going to say exactly. I'm not a scorer. Swiss Army sense. knife player. Exactly. Miles Turner. I thought he was going to be up here. He's about right here. and He's okay. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Sabonis, good player. Good player. I think they got that guy. Yeah, he's pretty good. Come man. in there and I can put up my 25 and help lead this team to a win. For sure. That's he's it. right now, he's averaging 18, 4, and 6. And that's like, and that's off the bench. That's and off the bench. That's him being second fiddle to Kevin Durant. Right now, yeah. he should be number one. He should be the guy. Now, is he the guy, the guy, talent-wise yet? Probably not yet. But I yeah, think not. this is a step in the right direction. So, I absolutely love this. I agree. Love this, all right? So for I move Indiana, over, for Indiana, yes. For Indiana. 
I'm a great job, in, great job, Indiana. Great job, Indiana. <laughs> did you, I know before we move on, did you hear Paul George's statements about Indiana? What did he say? Uh, he said on all the smoke that his issue with Indiana is that they are complacent with just like he put like quotations like competing, but they're not trying to win a championship. They're just like, eh, let's just do decent. Let's just do enough to kind of be. In the, yeah, always, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just thought that was funny. Uh, moving over to Cleveland, though. This one is a little bit of a. I can do my eyebrow. I would raise it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Um, Given rid of your 2020 or 2022 pick, it is the Bucks pick. So it'll be a late pick, probably in the 28, exactly. 28 29, 30, whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's fine with me. Because the talent that you usually get there is probably not as good as what Allen is, in probably my opinion. Yep. Um, It's a little weird because I think they need those rookie guys, anyways. You have Drummond, unless there's a deal in the works to get rid of Drummond then I don't know if this makes sense. You have Kevin Love, power forward center, right? Yep. Small. He's a small center. Mm-hmm. And you have Andre Drummond as your main center. Mm-hmm. What minutes do you really have for Allen, who is already a backup to DeAndre Jordan? How do you think that's going to work out, that he's on a lesser team and not your number one guy? True, true. I, I, think, you're, I, think, the Cle- I think Cleveland is trying to trade some guys. That's what, I think that's what it is. Um, you add Jared Allen, who's only 22 years old. He's really young. He's just, you know averaging 11 and 10. He has a, he has a place in this league, so he's a younger guy. Like I said, I think Javale's on his way out. Just just for clearing space, I think they're trying to get rid of maybe Kevin Love, um, or you know maybe the um, Andre Drummond. We don't know, but definitely something there that they're trying to get move pieces out. Uh, Tarion mm-hmm. Prince is just like a, a filler I think guy. that's just a throw, and I think it's a filler for the contract-wise. Now, if it's such a late first-round pick, I don't know if they have the pick. Uh, you might know. Do the Lakers have a pick this year? Um, I do know. I don't know if they have a pick this year, actually. Because it's... I know you're not allowed to trade consecutive years. Yes. Has to be so every other. Your picks, so, exactly. I was wondering, if it's such a late-round pick, why didn't the Lakers get on the phone to get a guy like Jared Allen now, I love Mark Gasol. I think he's working out pretty well. Yeah. Um, issue is defensively, when we go to Montrez, not as strong. Offense <laughs> goes up, which is something I think the Lakers needed after last year because it was too dependent on LeBron and AD. Yeah, yeah. So your yeah. offense goes up, but your defense goes down. Good point. It has to be something with the picks or also that it just um, – It might I just be that they didn't want to deal with them, right, because that's technically the Rockets' the guy. Why would I want to strengthen the Lakers, a team I'm trying to take down? That that and I I think that the Nets were originally content with keeping. They didn't want to trade anyone unless they were going to get James Harden. They were not mm-hmm. doing any deal unless they got James Harden. You know, because the Lakers not going to offer him anything, other than LeBron and AD. They don't want anybody else. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I wouldn't say I mean, anybody they, else either. They, but they, it was they, just they a might. low round pick. Yeah, exactly. Houston, I'm talking about Houston though. Like Houston, like damn, like call us up, man. Like we're trying to make some moves out here too. Yeah, true, exactly. But I think that you're. I think that's also part of the reason. I just think like they were trying not to do anything, and then until James Harden did the whole mm-hmm. not gonna work, we're like, fuck, we gotta do something. Dude, then, I can't believe. <laughs> Actually, I really I'm happy that they said like, yo, just just stay home. We don't even want you around the team no more. I'll yeah. pay you to stay yeah. home right now. Yeah, I loved it, and I wish they would have done it sooner. Especially since reports have come out like Demarcus Cousins came out today. Like the disrespect was a lot sooner than what you guys saw. It started yeah. in training camp. John Wall coming out saying, if people didn't have such personal agendas, this team would be better. And all these other guys that are coming out and saying stuff. I wish they would have done it sooner and kind of proven a point. Like, that's fine. You don't have to play for us. You don't want to be here. Don't play. Don't be here. Yeah. Do, do you, don't you think that this gives um, uh, poor Russell Westbrook, like, some people are kind of like, man, maybe it was James Harden. Maybe it's not Russell. Maybe no, it, it was wasn't. always James Harden. I think yeah. we can look back and say it was James because yeah. look at the people who he's had. Chris Paul. Do you think Chris Paul ever misses a film session? Yeah, no. Do you think Chris Paul shows up late to practice? To me, I don't think he does. His personality doesn't seem like it. Yeah. Russ has already said that he doesn't stand for that nonsense. It was this dude. Yeah. I I can see why him and Dwight kind of got along sometimes because they're both probably the same person at that time. Dwight just wants the touches, which he never got a post game for, but. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's starting to make sense now, like why there was so much struggle. I don't think it was on, on the court thing. I think it was a clubhouse thing, a locker room thing now. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And then the last team we got to move over to, the Nets. Yes. The I want to take a second 
and say a prayer for Steve Nash. <laughs> the personalities and egos that he's going to have to deal with is unbelievable. It's pretty uh, bad. I, I put out a thing today on Twitter asking, like, is it possible that Steve Nash actually goes more than a year with these kind of guys? I hope I so. Can't. I hope I like Steve Nash. I hope he does. I like him but too. How do you put it? Do you see his response to is Kyrie coming back anytime soon? Is sure. He doesn't know. He's tired know. of it. <laughs> he, looks ti- he seems tired of Kyrie already. It's probably yeah. It's probably just annoying. He's just bringing in so much. He's got burners. Crap. Yeah. And now you're bringing in Fat Boy. Yeah, fat, yeah. He got big. Um. This is going to be interesting. I think there's a lot of talent. I don't know if this talent meshes, though. Hmm. Yeah. You're supposed to say great players mesh. I think you got some great talents. There's a difference between great talent and great player. Yeah, no, fair enough. If you understand what I'm trying to say. It takes a great player, has all the talent in the world, but also has all the smarts that yeah. go along with it to create something. A great talent is just, I'm talented. Watch me work, right? Yeah. And I think they got talent, great talent, in James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Their great player is KD. Now, can these guys mesh enough to help KD? That would be that. I don't know. James has to play off ball now, right? Yeah, they do. I think James is willing to pass the ball more. I think he is. Um, It's not even about passing to me. It's just about are you willing to not have to come up with the ball every time? True, true. Ah, and we're doing good. what you do. Well, as of now, it's only two. It's a two-star team because we don't know about Kyrie. Well, so nobody knows, knows about Kyrie. Maybe yeah. it works out. Uh, but history has shown that eventually, when you have three great players who most likely will be all in the Hall of Fame, um, you usually do win. It just it might take some time. You might not win all the time, but you'll definitely have your shot at the title or something like that, which I think they do now. Um, so, but I, I think it's going to take a little bit. It'll be a little process. I don't think it's going to be right away. No, I don't think so either. Um, if I'm Steve Nash, though, I hope he sets a precedent day one and tells James you're not playing until you're in basketball shape. That's, yeah, that, that's that'll be. A, I think a it, big it'd be very of, hard yeah. to do, right? But that I think that gives him like, I'm doing this fist thing, but like control. Like yeah. he's grabbing the reins because he's saying, "You want to play on my team? You're gonna be in shape." He's gonna coach Carter this. <laughs> coach Carter. Um, no, I I understand. He's a coach too, so we'll see if he uh, he garners that respect. Hopefully, hopefully, right? Um, oh man, you and I have not. You realize you and I haven't talked NBA since before the draft. Yeah, yeah. Before we just uh, did the little, we did the little draft. I just want to get your opinion. What have you seen? I know it's been tough for you to watch a lot of basketball lately. <clears throat> um, yeah. But what have you seen throughout the league? What are you liking? What are you disliking? Because I am unsure about this season right now. How kinda, I feel about it. You're kind of on the fence. Yeah, I'm on the fence due to James Harden kind of put a little damper on it to me. Uh-huh, like, no, uh-huh. he shouldn't impact my basketball as much, but that situation put a damper on me. Um, this COVID situation is putting a damper on it because it seems like people don't know how to just kind of play basketball and go home. Yeah, true. Good point. The last thing is mm-hmm. the te- the game seemed watered down. It seems like there's such a big difference in talent level now. Um, I'm just seeing blowout after blowout, and it's not fun to me as a fan to watch blowouts. I was telling you before we got on in uh, production meetings, <laughs> Lakers today went and blew out the Oklahoma City Thunder. You look at their like last five games, they're like all blowouts except for like a San Antonio game. Yeah, one close San Antonio game. Um, I mean, it's a good question, like how you feel about the league. I, I think that the, the COVID thing is an issue. Um, I just think that people need to do a better job. They're grown up men making millions of dollars. Like just, just do the simple things. Cause then you have the commissioner making kind of dumb, no offense. It's a dumb, it's a dumb protocol of like, Oh yeah. When we're playing, we have to sit next to each other. We're masked at six feet apart, but yeah. we, can, we can play 48 minutes and sweat all over each other. That doesn't really make sense. I understand it's for the viewership. Um, but for him to do that, that means that people aren't doing the required thing. So that's kind of dumb. You're right. Just put a damper on it. But as far as the game product, um, there is a little bit of uh, – you're right. It's kind of watered down. Um, the Lakers could think for us. They're playing great. They're playing great basketball. They're 10 no, They're three. playing great. Um, I just don't find it fun right now to watch. Yeah, it's not that, it's not that much fun. The, it's the, fun the, for like the first half, and then it's like 
Exactly. Why am I watching the second half? If I would take it into just like a, um, we're trying to be experts here. Um, The West, this is just from like, let's take away all the, it's a little dampening and kind of, you know, kind of sucks for a little bit. Let's let's step away from that. Let's just look at the games and like the schedules and the standings. Um, The West is a lot closer than I would suspect. There's a lot of teams. I know it's very early, so that's tough. We're 11 games. Most teams are about 11, 12, 13 games in. Um, mm-hmm. Usually they do say once you're in the 20 to 25 game mark, you can kind of see where the teams are going to stand. That's usually where they start breaking up. and you're yeah. starting in. So we're fairly early, uh, but there's a lot of teams, with, uh, especially in the West, that are very close. You take out the Houston Rockets, who just lost today, who are three and six. From then on, you go teams who are basically one game under 500 or one game over 500. That's from mm-hmm. the 13th spot all the way to the fifth spot. So again, I understand very early. But if these teams keep continue playing, maybe who knows, maybe we'll get a nice stack of competition as we get on later to the year. Um, now for the East, very similar. Uh, the feast has the East, the feast. Everyone's feasting on the East. Because, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of teams that are not that good. Um, now with them, you go all the way down to maybe their their tenth spot. There's games that are teams that are missing. Under like two games, three games under 500. The rest are kind of closer. Mm-hmm. The problem with the East, though, I feel for some reason, I feel like it's been the East, though, that's been having more troubles getting games going with the whole COVID thing. They've been mm-hmm. more canceled games. It's been more on the East Coast. I understand the weather can put a factor into it. Um, sometimes when you get sick, you don't know if you have that or you're just sick. You don't know mm-hmm. that, so you have to be very careful. Um, <clears throat> but even though in Los Angeles, we, we, are, we are seeing – the weather doesn't make any sense. It just – people being responsible, which they need to be. Uh, but as far as basketball product, yeah, you're right. It's a little stale at the moment. I think it hasn't really picked up. I think hopefully the next month and a half, we'll see some real movement of better basketball, better competition. Uh, but that, again, is just something that will need to be seen um, until then. Um, watching a video. No, I, I pressed uh, – I wanted to see what DeMarcus Cousins said, and I pressed the quote. And they always show those little videos, you know, that it's on Yahoo Sports. Yeah. And it's literally, you hear it? You hear it? You hear it? Yeah. Um, he's talking about him leaving. Um, it has a football highlight and it's just rap music. And I was like, great. Oh, Everyone can um, hear it now. What I was going to say before that is I counted a team in and out. And now I want to count them back in. Okay. Fair. Okay. What team is this? I think you know where I'm heading. The Warriors. <laughs> the, the Warriors, Warriors are back play. in. Um, so they lost like their first three games, won a game, lost another freaking two games, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. They are now six and four in their last ten games. They have eleven games. They are. They are They're winning. They are winning. They're playing They're some better. good basketball. Um, Steph, Steph Curry is, is becoming Steph Curry again. I think he's shaking off the rust. Kelly Oubre knows how to shoot a three again. My boy is back to normal. <laughs> Um, James Wiseman, we talked about him for a second, looking good. I, I'm watching him do that. He's pretty good. If he can get more than that 25 minutes that he's getting, I think he'd put up some like good numbers. I agree. Um, I'm really happy to see them going back into it. The Phoenix Suns, Maddie, we've been right on this prediction so far. Have so been far. running it. They have been running it without DeAndre Ayton stepping up to be what I thought he would be. Uh, Aiden's still looking like Aiden of yesteryear. Yesteryear. Uh, you like that one? And not becoming the M- – not MVP, but also a candidate that I thought he could be, which makes me a little sad. Um, last team I kind of wanted – or two teams I got to mention. Yes. Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. Suck. <laughs> yes. Um, those didn't have them, I didn't have them in my playoff. I'm in the playoffs, so. No, neither one of us did. I just didn't expect them to be three and eight. Yeah, I know Cat has been bad. missing, and even though I'm not a big Cat guy, I understand he makes a little bit of an impact on the court. I'm just sad that D'Lo is on another losing team. Yeah, he's he can't seem to get out of it, can he? No, and I, I like D'Lo. I think he's a good player, and just, yeah, it's not working out for him. Um, the team that it's not working out for right now either is the New Orleans Lakers. <laughs> yeah. My guys out there um, – they're playing decent, but they can't get over that hump. Every time I watch them, they've had a big lead at some point throughout the game, and they don't have that closer yet. 
Yep. Uh, do you see Ingram kind of developing into that? Is other big boy Mar- Mark Henry? I mean, uh, Zion Williamson. Um, you know Mark, do you, you don't know who Mark Henry is, huh? No. Who's that? I'll have to show you in a little bit. But, oh, um, is there a reason? Okay. Yeah. But um, uh, it's just not working out. What do you think needs to happen over there for them to kind of get over that hump? That's a big boy right there, Mark Henry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a big guy. Um, yeah, you're right. I think you're missing. It's just time, dude. I just think they're still young. <clears throat> um, for the team to mesh, that's just how basketball works, especially when you're doing the the growing of teams because you get a pick that's very young, like Green Green, like we talked about. He's been growing, but then there's guys who are behind him that need to grow up, and then it takes time to kind of all come together. Um do I think Ingram is a closer? He needs to get down the shot a little more. I think he needs to be more of a consistent three-point shooter. Um, I know he does make them, right? He's still shooting pretty well. He just doesn't take yeah, a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. It's just, to me, he just sometimes is passive. He exactly. Throughout the game, he doesn't young, keep man. that instinct the whole time where it's just like, I'm going to kill you guys while I'm on the court. Although he just mm-hmm. had a quote. Oh, yeah, an interviewer with something that came out and said that, if there's something that he needs to change, is like letting people off the hook. That's fair, he, man. Every time he steps on the court, he needs to make sure these MFers are being killed. That's and that's perfect. <laughs> I think slowly those MFers will slowly be killed um, in a basketball sense, obviously. But yeah. I just think it's time. He just over time, I think he can develop it. He might seem a little timid to me, but then again, Kevin Durant is a. I think he's a killer, but he doesn't have the. Uber he can be league. a little passive at times. He can be a little passive at times, but he does have the talent to do it, right? So yeah. I think Ingram is getting there. He just needs to either develop them, you know, that I don't give an F, or he just talent takes over and you're gonna you're gonna do it. You're just gonna yeah. do it if you're that good. You don't need to have hope. mentality. No, no, you're good. I wish would be a little more passive. Who cool. in clutch times? LeBron James. Le- LeBron James. Yeah, I need to say LeBron James. <laughs> getting a little tired of the shenanigans, but. I got two teams for you on the East before we kind of head towards the exit door. Yes. There's two teams that we thought would be pretty decent. Okay. Okay. There's yes. two teams that are I underachieving know. to the freaking maximum ability right now. Yes. I know one of them is the one uh, led by a guy who I did mention who maybe people yeah. are seeing a different side. There's a guy that, that will eventually be in South Beach. But um, I'm going to start off. Six. We're going to Toronto. Okay. The Toronto Raptors are two and eight. What in the world is going on? They just paid Van Fleet his money. They paid Pascal his money. They have Lowry. They got OG. What do they need to play in the East? So two and eight. Two 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 <laughs> two, two and eight is pretty bad. I I give you that. Trust me. There's no. I'm sorry. It's not pretty bad. It's just bad. It's awful. Yeah, um, pretty bad. It, it, it's bad. It's bad. Um, I'm checking here. Field goal percentage, they are 26 in the league. Uh, Three-point percentage, they're right in the middle. Um, total rebounds, 22nd. So the numbers are not too good. Um, last two games, they lost the game by one point. To teams, Pascal couldn't finish the game. To teams that – well, that's fair. But to teams that we talked about, um, Golden State, who are up and coming, you think they're playing better. Portland, who we did mention, we think are going to be decent. They should be good, yeah. So they're okay. So what I'm saying is, there's two losses right there automatically, only by one point. So okay. very Let's close. Let's erase to those. Let's just say they were two and six. They were t- two and six. Two, two and six. I need to hold on. I'm sorry. I'm trying to find out. I want to see their schedule and see where else they lost. Because I want to see if they got. Have they been getting killed, or have they been just straight up awful? Um, so Boston, they lost 126 to 114. Pretty sure that was not a close game. Just by no. checking it. Um, Phoenix, 123-115. I have a feeling those that's a game where you're kind of in the game and you just – Well, you're not – I feel like that's one of those where the Suns couldn't pull away, but you weren't really close anyways. Yes, let me see. Uh, twenty. They were up by three. Then they were down by three. Then they were down by uh, – I'm going to do my math. Nine, and then they were down by eight. So it just depends that that's – We'll leave that one alone. Um, basically, okay. um, what is going on, I can tell you, is their defense is bad. As I'm checking their losses, 120 points they gave it up to the New Orleans Pelicans, 121-16. Yep. Close game. After that, they given up 126, they lost. 123, they lost. They won, but they gave up 123 points. 
They lost 106. They lost 112. So they've been giving up. Their defense is bad. Basically, is what we're saying here. You cannot give up 120 points. This is a. They're averaging almost 119 points that they're giving up a game. There's no way you're going to win any game in the NBA giving up 119 points. No, you're not. And that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. Very sad that I forgot to put the 76ers in there. But I had the friggin' Toronto Raptors. Hey, Makes me still, look bad. There's still time, though, man. Like we said, it's very. Early. No, there's always there's enough time. It's just, I think the yeah. ten games that they're not going to play this year make a difference. Yeah, two and eight is pretty big. Bad. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty. Two bad. and eight is really bad. Now I'm gonna go to the other team. This other team has a player who will be playing in South Beach. This team has a player that sat two games already due to rest. This team is the Washington Wizards. Yep, they're also three and eight. Well, they they're are, not. They're, all, they're, they're, they're one game better. And they were like zero oh, and four, whatever it was, when they decided to sit Russ the first time. Yeah. And then they were like one and seven or some crap, and sat Russ again. Yes. Um. What is going on, man? Like, we thought this backcourt would be good enough to be an eight seed in the East. What is going on? All I've heard so far is that they can't defend a, a parked car. I usually that's what happens. Usually it's the the fact that they are not able to defend that defense is that bad. Um, I don't even think their players are that good though. Now that I'm really looking at it, Westbrook and Beal, Beal still poor guy playing out of his mind. Um, just can't seem to get catch a break. Um, averaging 35 this year, 35, five and five. And still losing. Still losing. I mean that guy just needs some help. He needs to go somewhere else where people like him. Well, we'll see if uh, come to LA. Washington likes Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson anytime soon. You think they'll? That's that's where he'll go if he needs to. I mean, he is from. He did go to school in Florida. He did go to school in Florida. I think it's a possibility. I think him and Jimmy buckets could work out. That'd be um, nice. But you do lose. You do lose two guys that are um, that are like that, cogs. That, that make you what you are, right? But you'll probably lose a little more than that. You'll probably lose. Uh, um, nah, you're right. No, those will be your centerpieces and throw in some picks. Yeah, so it just depends. But but when you get a guy who's a guaranteed like Bradley Beal, I would do it. I would but, do it in a heartbeat. I I, would do, I, I know you good. want him here with the Lakers, and trust <clears throat> me, I would love him here with the oh, Lakers yeah. as well. However, Everyone there's wants. just no pieces. No, no, he's not coming. I understand that. But however. With the play of THT, if you were to package up THT, Caruso, and that other guy um, that we decided to keep, Kuzma. Okay. Throw in okay. some of the other picks that the Pelicans didn't take. Okay. Mm, yeah, it's not – I mean – You may be able to it's, – it's a decent package. You got some the, great the, guys. The problem with THC is that he's a free agent this year. He's a restricted free agent. So if he plays yeah, the back, he's restricted agent. though. So restricted true. makes it easier to keep. That's true. Good point. Good point. Good point. Ah, we'll see. I don't think so either. Uh, but that would be. I just nice. hope he gets moved, man. I hope he just says, "Yo, I'm not playing until you guys move me." Uh, I Russ, I uh, I'm sorry, but you're on your own here, and get me the hell out of here. I agree. I agree. Uh, Maddie, I think we're winding down here. I've had a phenomenal time zooming with you. Uh, yes. hope to get back in the studio with you soon. Yes, I'm looking like we are good to go. Hopefully, this next time coming around so we can be together. Uh, but until then, it's been a lovely time with you here on Zoom. It has been. And for those guys and gals who have not had a chance to check out our um, Shigan Nation meets. Matthew and Jeremy, make sure you guys listen to that episode. It was a ton of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had certified guru Jeff Rye come on with us, and he had a lot of good insight. He had a lot of he good just, insight on, on the league. He loves baseball. It was great write? to hear his story. Um, like I said, I think I mentioned yeah. last episode before, but every story of his uh, progression to the major leagues um, was inspiring, even though we are no longer – we don't we're not going to go to the major leagues, but for – People who are I'm hoping on the contract to come in anytime and soon. the country that comes in comes on in. It was really great to hear. He was a great guy. He gave us a lot of time, a lot of info. So props to him. Thank you so much once again. Yeah, so make sure you guys listen to him. Everybody, you always know you can find us anywhere. Podcasts are streamed. Find us on Twitter at GDWN Matt. No, GDW Matt and Jeremy. Yes. Always find us there on Twitter. Find us on Instagram or Facebook at Going Deep with Matthew and Jeremy. We always love getting the messages. Uh, 
shout out Jamal for once again giving us a lot of insight. I don't know if, if you checked the messages, but yes, I wanted to say uh, uh, on that note because you did mention Jamal. Um, we are don't worry, we're keeping. We're I am. I know Jeremy is too, but I'm keeping an eye on all our our uh, fantasy basketball. It's been fun. I know it's very early. There's a lot of games. Yeah. Going on. Uh, but thank you again for guys for joining us. I'm looking at it. You guys are doing really well. Um, some of you guys are three and zero. I see some nice records out there. Those guys who are zero and three, it's okay. It's all right. If you're zero three, early, this is early. It's still early, uh, but we're glad you're on the ride with us. And if you ever face me, Drew's line is anyways. I'm kicking your ass. I'm sorry, but uh, I just want to get a heads up once again. Thanks for joining us on that one. It's it's been a lot of fun. Don't forget to edit your lineups, guys. Trust me, it's the worst thing to go and be like, damn it, I forgot to edit. That guy's not playing. Yeah, dude, I did that uh, yesterday. I was like, oh, I lost some yeah. points on the Just back. a reminder, just do it. So every time you hear me, just hear my back of my voice. Matthew said to me, do it. Except when yeah. you're playing me. Just like that anyway. Just hit him. <laughs> uh, guys, that's it for us today. Thanks for joining us. Joining us. Yes. As always, everybody, much love. Much love.